This is Tim Peel, former National Hockey League referee. You're listening to Blues Hockey Podcast. Welcome back to Blues Hockey Podcast. Your host, Jason Long, Chris. Yo! All right, we are back finally after a long, lengthy break. It's been a good summer. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of different things going on here. Um, so we've got a couple of big deals to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Um, pro tryout the, to check on. What else do we have? Oh, the Blues Traverse City Tournament is all wrapped up. So... Not great again. This is a tournament historically, like, they've not done great. Correct. So I'm not really super disappointed by that, but at the same time. I don't put a lot of stock in the final scores. Yeah, so we'll kind of see who is uh, doing well and who did not do well. So so how are things? Summer has been pretty solid so far. Busy but good. You know, it's I, – I think that every band in the world – Decided to put out a record and tour this summer, mm-hmm. so it's been uh, it's been pretty busy, and my life is about to get all kinds of hectic. I'm I'm gonna miss I think the first month of hockey to be to be yeah. honest. I'm pretty much from next week through all of October. I think I'm basically living out of a suitcase. Yeah. So you picked up. Uh, let's see. Somewhere around here's been pretty uneventful. Good, but uneventful. What did you can take that? Yeah. Kind of like the blue summer to a degree. Good, yeah. Eventful. Uh, a few re- things they resigned everybody. We talked about that already. And I'll be honest, uh, logging into the computer and checking things. There is one podcast we recorded about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I thought I posted it. Ah, didn't. Oops. So it's sitting out there. So I will get that up. This will be up first. You'll listen to this one, which will be an older one. All right, we'll do this one first, and then I'll put the lost episode up after that. So Perfect. just to catch, catch everything up. So my bad. Oh well. Oh well. So well, like I said, this has been a honestly the only thing I've really done is major reconstruction of uh, the basement. You've our done office a area. lot in the basement, man. Both your office and the main living area. Look, the new floors look awesome, and it's nice. Yeah, it's been interesting. Yes, yeah, so that's probably the only thing. I like maybe I think eventually once the once everything my boxes everywhere in this mm-hmm. room. I'll do our recording area, and we might do like an actual live shot of me and Chris recording sometime. Right. Uh, maybe we'll do that when we got our. We'll have the season preview coming up very soon as training camp opens in about five or six days. So Thursday this week, training camp opens in St. Louis. The first preseason game is what the twenty fourth. Yeah, that's uh, Point Fest Day. So yeah. So uh, that's that the game in Kansas City. Yeah, I don't know. I think it is. I can, I I think can do some. I can do I a think quick. It's uh, Blues and Coyotes in Kansas City. Right, yeah, it's has some weird ones coming up. Hang on. Yes, Coyotes at the Mullet Mullet Arena. Moulet. Moulet Arena. Sure. We'll we'll, uh, we'll uh, fancy we'll, fr- we'll fancy it up fancy for the up. Uh, the Moulet for the uh, mid Missouri. Uh, we'll fancy it up. Yep. But yeah, so besides that, everything's going well. So we're gonna be back for our now official eighth season. Wow. Which is weird to think about. Um, big milestone there. Big milestone on. Well, we're recording on the 18th, so about eight days from now, another big milestone. Episode? No. Oh. Eight days from now, uh, one of us will be turning 40. Oh, that's right. 
That's right. So Welcome to the club. So I'll be in the 40 it club. It is just a number, my dude. Oh, I don't really care. Just It'll be a good time. So I'm off that day. I celebrate. Like, I have to celebrate the last two years, which I had not planned. But Video just, games. Which I uh, – probably. But uh, actually, um, tattoos again. Oh, so nice. All right. Fair that's enough. us. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing. So uh, maybe I'll share that later if everybody wants to see that. So anyway, there's the uh, – Chris, I've been pointing at. Nobody can see me pointing with Chris, though. I was talking about like, what I'm getting done. Right there. on. So that one over there. Is it the Howard the Duck one? Uh, no, the one up, the Deadpool, Deadpool? one up top. Yeah. Got so that'd be that's another cool. uh, Run the Jewels, Deadpool. Somebody looks that up. That's the tattoo that I'll be getting on a forearm. So I'll throw those out there on the, uh, maybe that's on my very personal cool. uh, Twitter. But anyway, as I was just BSing to start the episode, let's get into the, what you're here for is our blues news. So we wrestling. have, I mean, blues. Yes. Wrestling, which we'll talk about. We're looking forward to next Sunday. Our yep. friends at Glory Pro put an awesome card over at the pageants. Looking mm-hmm. forward to that again. Uh, our, our favorite wrestler in the world. Uh, Dan Housen will be there. Very nice, very evil. Uh, second to uh, Orange Cassidy. Maybe Orange Cassidy will be there eventually. That'd be great. That'd too. be amazing. So, I can tell you who will not be there if Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen is there, and that is Jim Cornette. That's correct. He does not like them at no. all. So, anyway, Blues had an eventful uh, summer regarding their young players. You could say that. So, they decided right before the draft, they got a key piece locked up. That'd be Robert Thomas. Yes which we were in favor for, and he is officially signed for technically nine years. So he'll run his current contract out this year. Yep. They immediately start the next one. So the Blues have a lot of question marks going to next year, like who are they going to sign, who are they going to do ever. Mm-hmm. They're working. They're Obviously, they've shown their priorities this off. I think this offseason shows uh, you, yeah. where they're going for. For um, sure. We'll talk about that as we get into these contracts. So Robert Thomas gets one in July. So it was worth $65 million over eight years. So that's about 8.125 AAV. Um, and someone else signed a contract just like that. Exactly like that. Yeah. Penny for penny, year for year. So as much as the Robert Thomas one, I think I was, if we listened to the episode that we coming out. It makes out, all the sense. Makes sense. Great two-way player. Obviously proved that last year the passing ability. Yep. Robert Thomas is elite. He I, is a fantastic playmaker. He's not your goal scorer. He's your playmaker, which is maybe why they did this other contract. Correct. And I think uh, Robert Thomas did a little bit better last year. Yes. Like He still had the moments where he just like liked to pass with that one extra pass. Mm-hmm. Hey, when it worked, it was tremendous, and that's the highlight real stuff. Agreed. There's other times where you're like, man, if you shot that, that was a goal. And I think yep. he started to realize that here and there last year, which is why he had nearly a point per game last year. Yeah. Uh, the big one that we're talking about now that was just uh, signed, it was rumored by, I'll say, Andy Strickland. I had the first on this. So, but September 13th, of the, uh, so it's about five days ago, Jordan Cairo had the breakout year this year yes. along with Robert Thomas, and they got him locked up. So the two young blues, which are going to be, let's be honest, the new core. Agreed. To. Agreed. So Jordan Cairo gets the exact same deal. I mean, language in the contract, and according to everything that's been out there, there's no signing bonuses, no performance bonuses. It's all money. It's just legit money. Yeah. I think like your, I think the the peak is in three seasons. It goes up to ten million dollars a year. Yeah, and then by the end, I think they're at five million. That's fine. So you're paying them as you expect. And mind you, and you're getting this eight year, nine year deal, and they're twenty three and twenty four years old. Right. So you're getting these guys for nine years to their thirty two, thirty three, which is you're getting through their whole prime. Yes. Will they still be good at 32, 33? Maybe. I imagine. Hope but so, but maybe know. not as much as they were at 25, 26. Of course. So you're getting some really great deals. So Jordan Cairo gets his deal, the same exact one. Your first thoughts on that one? My first thought is that's a lot of money and a lot of term for a guy who's really done it for one year. 
Yeah, so last year was the breakout year. 75 points, 27 goals, 48 assists in 74 regular season games. Uh, he was fourth on the team in points, third in goals, second in assist. So, um, obviously, the big thing he got was the fastest skater. Well, that was yep. the, that's kind of like he was already having a good year, and this kind of helped put him in the on the map for like a lot of the NHL. Sure. And then he had he had the big game at the Winter Classic, and then this within the same month, and I think that catapulted Agreed. him. Agreed. But also, I think that got him a little holding the stick too tight, and I he agree. you could tell he wasn't as still good, but not as good. He's as another he was. one that there's times where I'm like, just shoot it. Hold on like, to it for the extra just move. Just shoot yeah. it. Um, I think the first thing I sent you when the Blues announced that deal, I think I sent you a text that said like, boy, I would have liked to have seen one more year of production from this guy before I locked him up that long and yeah. for that much. Yeah. This could be a fantastic deal. It could be. This could be a real anchor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know if the sample size there was was big enough yet to necessitate this much money in this long a term. I think you could have probably gotten him on a bridge deal, maybe sign him three years for five and a half, and I think that would have would have gotten you done and given you some time to see what you have and if you want to push all your chips in on him. Because the, the problem with this is, and I'm sure we're going to about to talk about this, is with those two deals being done, you're now looking forward to the end of this coming year, and you got to sign Ryan O'Reilly. And depending on who, what is going on, because that's the most confusing part of probably everything that's going on is is Vladimir Tarasenko in? Is he out? Does he? I think you be have here? to. You have to, unless they know something that we don't, which could be. The facts, but us, you and I sitting here with the with the knowledge that's public, I think you have to operate under the under the line that Tarasenko is not on your team next year. Yeah. So I think that you have to focus one A on get Ryan O'Reilly signed. To me, that makes sense because your your top I mean, as much as I like Braden Shen. Yep. Um how many years are left on that deal? A lot. Like five. Four, five? Four or five. Like five at least. And then five on um, Falk? Yes, Falk and Kruger tie at the hip with five each. Okay, okay. At least. I'll pull up the cap from in a second here. five on Bennington? Yeah, because last year was the first year of those new okay. contracts. So I know that. So you've got, aside from Ryan O'Reilly, you've got your core locked up long term. Mm-hmm. The only two big guns that are on your team this year are O'Reilly and Tarasenko. I think you have to plan on the fact that you do not have Vladimir Tarasenko next year. And more than likely, um, Ivan Barbashev as well. I think if he has even close to what he had last year. Yeah, he'll get paid somewhere. And I don't think the Blues. You don't have the cap, basically. Unless, Jason, unless you take half of that Tarasenko money and give it to Barbashev. And also, you, you have guys like, if you somehow be able to trade, let's say, for example... Like we all want to, like somehow they get rid of Marco Scandella. It's easy for a team to swallow one year of that deal. Sure. So you can deal Marco Scandella, and you get three million dollars there. Yep. Let's say because there were rumors in the off season about the potential of Tory Krug moving. Let's say Perunovic. Per- do you think that that's legit, or do you think that was them trying to make room for a potential Kachuk deal? Because now that that's done, yeah, like which he's sucks. locked up in Florida for what ten, eight years? Eight years, yeah. So. Knowing that that ain't happening now, 
Do you think that they were moving Krug anticipating opening up cap to sign Matthew Kachuk? I think that's a possibility because they really didn't have anything up top you could do. Yeah. Like trade forward wise because I think you want to keep your forward depth as it is and I think they weren't going to pay for that type of forward Agreed. person. Um, but I think there's merit there about like trying to trade Krug but obviously but that contract is – here's my thing where it was a very extremely small – as much as I know some Blues fans got, their, got very uh, turned on by what Perunovic did in the playoffs, it was for a handful of games to me. I and agree. I, and I think the guy is going to be very good. I just want him to stay healthy – and do it for a whole year. I agree. Just like we talked about, like that's basically what was said to Thomas and Cairo, and they got paid. Um, if Prunovich can do that for this season and show like he's improving defensively and he can be a, I'm not saying a one first line top pairing guy. If he can move, you move Letty up to the top line with uh, Falk, yep. and then say, hey, you put Prunovich with your Pareko. Deal for Letty? Four, 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 four at four. Okay, that's right, four by four. So say that's what you do in the early deal, Krug. And you have Krug, and you were able to get there with Scandella. Then let's say you you have Mikolo as your third or four your third line pairing. You have Bertuzzo for one more year. You're hoping that Matthew Kessel comes along well. And Matthew Kessel takes Bertuzzo's spot. Under your years. head, Tory Krug or Colton Pareko? Who do you keep? Uh, Colton Pareko. Really? Mm. I think <sighs> I think the difference on there is Pareko holds up better. You're not going to get the offense with Pareko, but I think honestly, if I'd have to look at the metrics. But I think just I, my eye test. My eye what? test shows me that I think as much as he struggled, especially that last game, Ooh. which is the which is what you're thinking of right well, now. Well, I'll tell you he, the other I thing. think defensively he's better. The other thing Plus that he's three, three years younger. That's he why. is younger. Here's what concerns me with Pareko is the back. That's an injury that can By linger large, around. Once the once the back starts having problems, that doesn't get better. It just gets worse. And I wonder if this is going to be something in the next year or two where you see this flare up again and for longer stretches. Yeah. So uh, real quick, just we talked about. So basically, Falk and Kruger are basically tied at the hip at five years, and they both have a full NTC. Okay. The only thing that is very concerning with me is you're looking at your top four. I'll have no trade, full no trade clauses. Falk, Krug, uh, Letty, and Pareko? Mm-hmm. And uh, Scandella has one uh, seven team. Okay. So you can't dump him on Phoenix right. or excuse me, Arizona. So that's the tough one. Mind you, could you be like not a great person but a good general manager and just put him on waivers? Could. And you talk to Arizona like, hey, you'll take him, but he refused to trade. All right, pick him up on waivers for free then. Yeah. Take his contract. And you take his contract. That Could that happen? Possibly. Uh, we talked about O'Reilly Tarasenko's contracts there. Uh, Shen has six years left. Full no trade clause. I, th- I thought he had more than five. So he still got Bushnevitz, which is a value yep. deal, in my opinion. Five point eight. Four more on that. Three. Three. Uh, Sad is at four more years at four point nine or four point five. Excuse me. Um, that one I'm I'm fifty fifty on. Like he was good last year. It was fine, and it's not an overly expensive contract. No. So basically, your bottom half is going to be interesting. Is going to be reshaped over the next couple of years. Sure. You're not going to have uh, – you're going to hopefully see what Logan Brown does. Yeah. If Logan yeah. Brown can turn it around, great. Um, Nathan Walker gets a full-time deal after this season. Yeah, I agree. He, he played great. He did. So then uh, Barbashev has one more year left. Uh, obviously, your goalies, we talked about Bennington. Grice is here just for the one year. I think Grice is a stop. And Hofer will be in after that. Yeah, he's a stopgap to get Hofer one more year of experience. And the, 
then with training camp opening up, we kind of talked about – let's finish up this uh, the defense talk here. So, with Prunovich, that's basically what you want, a younger version of basically Tory Krug yeah. in Prunovich, where you want that to be basically, um, and cheaper hopefully. That's well, why for a little I, bit. That's why I think you're hoping that you can trade Krug, and that's why he was out there. Like, any team looking for a, at least a name for sure, but at the same time – that's a different five years at 6.5. That's a lot of money to try to trade away without yes, taking it is. some money back. I agree. Um, and you're not, and obviously you're as much as I see a lot of people like trade him here, trade him here. And it's like, well, it's hey, not that he's, easy. A full, he's a full no trade clause. Yeah. So he can control where he goes, which is okay. But at the same time, if, is he going to go to Buffalo? Is he going to go to right. Ottawa? Seattle. Yeah. Things like that. Probably not. See, and maybe it's just me with rose-colored glasses, but I never hated Krug on this team. I think he had a difficult first year, much like uh, Justin, Justin Falk did. I think he was good last year. But I thought he was great when he was healthy last year. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you give him a full year healthy, I, I think that we could see a Tory Krug that, uh, that really, really fits in well with the type of hockey that this team plays. I get that at some point he could be a salary cap casualty, because if you're telling me that we have to move him to sign Ryan O'Reilly, well, then I'll help him pack his bags. Mm. But, you know, if there's not a direct need to move him, man, I just – I think that there's something there with Tory Krug. I really like him. But what the hell do I know? You know, I'm not yeah, – uh, I'm not so, involved with the team. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Hofer will be up next year. Is it the Hope? You know, they'll yeah, be up next so. year, and then they'll take over Grice. So that will hopefully save you a little bit of money next year. All in the Blues, mind you, draft pick wise, not bad. They only don't have the second round pick this year. After right. that, they literally have every pick for the in 2023 besides the second round. They have 2024, all seven rounds, and 25, all seven rounds. Okay. So looking good. Um, so we'll talk the we'll do prospects real quick. So we kind of talked about the Traverse City tournament very slightly. The Blues are regulars there um, this year. Eh, the usual not great. I was able to watch part of the one on Friday a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not. It was like watching a varsity and JV team play the first period. Uh, it was three nothing. Not even halfway through the first period uh, for the bad guys. So the Blues only lose uh, seven to one. It should be eight to one. The first game to the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. It was not great, mind you. Does Columbus have better prospects? Probably because they've been like crap for a long time. Sure, that's how it works. Uh, Bull Duke had a pretty good Bull Duke, and also uh, neighbors think it looked okay. Good. Bull Duke led the way. Uh, well, it's gonna be second. Two goals, two assists. Uh, but Landon Sim, the sixth round pick from this year, did really well. Three goals and two assists. So not bad. So sure. Uh, they won the second game seven to one, and then they lost the last game seven to one. I feel like all of these games are almost like scrimmages when we were in high school. That's what it looked like out there. Like you can tell, like guys were trying, but also like, and I'm not saying and like I didn't pay that close attention, but at the same time, like there's guys like Bolduke, neighbors, um, maybe on the back end you have guys like Kessel, yeah, maybe Tyler Tucker is in like a dark horse type of name. They got to impress on Thursday because that's yeah. like training camp, and that's what they want to make. I mean, this one is like they bring in these a lot of unsigned guys, and you know your seventh round picks, and you right. know, all these other guys that are like just trying to make names for them. It's like Landon Sims, sixth round pick, comes in here and 
does pretty well in the tournament. Yeah. But I think that um, it's a good start for, like, all the young guys right before they get started into their season. They get a little pro experience. They go back to the juniors. They go back, Then they go back to AHL, wherever. And it's a good launching point for them. And I think that's how the Blues view it. Agreed. Um, they usually do, a, like, who wins first and second and third. I don't know if the Blues just didn't qualify this year. Or if they're just not doing that. Because they only played three games. They usually play four. Interesting. So they only did three this year. So maybe with the start training camp coming up, they just only did three. Yeah. So not great for the uh, prospects. But at the same time, um, I thought uh, Colton Ellis, who was the guy setting records up in the queue, um, didn't look great, in my opinion, on the first game. I did well, not, I'll be honest. did not watch the other two. Uh, he let in six of the uh, goals. Did not look great and got pulled in the uh, halfway through the second and the third. I mean, if if history shows us anything, as competitive as the queue is, it seems like uh, players that come from that and the and the Western Hockey League seem to light it up there and don't have the best luck. Uh, oh here. man, what was the there was a guy that remember? The, do you remember he was like the all time lead? Why well, being the all time leader in the WHL and the Blues had him? Ty Ratty. Was it Tyrant? No, somebody has a left hand. I, it's somebody that was unsigned. That's why oh. I remember. And we signed him, and everybody was so excited, like, oh, we're going to use him. And then, oh, eventually, oh, we can package him in a trade because he's one of our top guys. And then he got to the AHL finally and literally lasted two years and barely scored, uh, like, not even double-digit goals and was overseas wow. after that. I, the guy that I always I think, think of from it. the W – is is Tyratty. Yeah, Portland. Because he Hawks. blew it up with – that's not the Nighthawks. What is it? Yeah, uh, Portland. It? Portland. Portland. Yeah. Winter, Winter Hawks. Winter Hawks. Winter Hawks. Um, God, you watch those highlight packages. And it looks like, great. Oh, God, yes. And then he's barely – here. And he's in, a, like, in some Swiss league right now. Like, yeah. Not, I mean – I mean, he had a, a decent run when he first got to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. But, again, let's call it what it is. That's the Connor McDavid effect. Yeah. Remember, Pat Maroon was a 20-goal scorer on that line. And that's what happens. So you get a little boost there and then kind of fade away. So Wichita, okay, the Arizona game is in Wichita, Kansas. It is in Wichita. Yes. So okay. that's uh, I was just looking that up. So Blues start with 53 players in training camp coming up. Um, we will uh, be doing our official Blues preview. We're working on trying to see if we can have somebody in to do that. I'm cool. working on some stuff. Um, and we'll do our usual quick rundown of, like, the rest of the league. We'll definitely do the – like, the Central will do really good on. The Central and uh, – the whole West, where right? we kind of focus on the East, like because I'll be honest, like as much as I, in the past, I was always very good about keeping up with every little thing in. Yep. And I admit there sometimes I just don't know something that's coming up, and on especially the East, I really focus on like the Central and uh, the Pacific, mm-hmm. and just hard nowadays with a uh, you know, life and having a ch- having a now teenager almost in my house. So so it's tough. So I, uh, we we'll do talk, the West for sure. We can talk about this off air, but I did ask a female friend of mine who you know if she wanted to come on the show and talk hockey, and she was like, hell yes. Mm, gotcha. Cool. So, yeah, we got plenty of stuff uh, coming up in the hopper, as they say. Uh, let's see. The Blues did that. Uh, the Blues did have one person that they're bringing on a PTO to camp. I would not be shocked, and he has not signed I, I, If he doesn't continue his career, maybe that's it. I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in Bozak. Yeah, I agree. Just I agree. So he has not signed by anybody. Just bring him in. Because you remember um, years ago, the Blues brought in, oh, God, what's his name? Uh, Paul Bissonette. Yep. And remember they brought him in. Everybody was like, oh, but you have Ryan Reeves. And why are you bringing Bissonette in? 
and they literally brought him in because they wanted character guys in a room. And, and he Bisnet told the story on Spitting Chicklets one yeah. time, and he just basically said he brought me in and somebody else in, and he's like, listen. It's going to be hard for you to make this team because we're very deep right now. But I really need strong guys in, like, not strong, but just, like, yeah. tough, like guys in the room to get us going on this thing. And that's what I really want you to do. Just be there for the younger guys and show them how to play the game the right way, basically. And and Bissonnette talked about how great Armstrong was and this, the organization was, about being upfront about everything, and basically gave him at least one last chance to showcase himself. to see if he, And he wound up getting another – contract out of it with another team right i might i don't think it was back with arizona but i forgot who it was with was it toronto maybe it was it was another team he got did want to be a deal with so he was very thankful for that so i thought bozak might have been something similar to that because he's to my knowledge still in the st louis area i don't know if yeah, that's 100 true but as far um, as i know but the blues are bringing in tyler pitlick which is a name that um yep. you you might remember has been on a handful of teams uh you know a former second round pick you would hope like it's basically a guy there's open tryouts right now for fourth line. The only person that's definitely on there is uh Noel, Noel Chari. Outside right. of that, it's pretty much whoever can plays great and plays the right way is going to get yeah, on the going to get the line. shot. Josh Levio is going to maybe be on there. You have Lexi Torpachenko who we thought would be out till December, but during this uh, little scrum during the Cairo thing, um Armstrong said he's been rehabbing like crazy. He's ahead of schedule. Right. Did he say when he's going to be available? No, no, but he's ahead of schedule. So he's been skating already, which is great. So you might have Torpachinko, who, mind you, came out of nowhere last year. And he was fantastic. really proved himself as a solid fourth-line guy. Can, Agreed. Can move up into the third line in a pinch. Maybe even play a top-line role for like a game when you, when things aren't going the right way. Agreed. So I think Torpachinko, that's great. He, to me, you pencil him in on the fourth line, too, when he's healthy. Yeah. So basically you have the right wing to figure out. You have Josh Levio. You have – uh, Clem Costin, you have possibly Tyler Pitlick, you have uh, Martin Frick, who has the yeah. hardest slap shot recorded in the NHL or AHL. He had a 108 mile an hour slap shot. That's insane. So, a lot of guys are auditioning for the last spots, basically. And who knows that they have, some guys play really well. Maybe you even get to the third line, depending on who. Like we talked about, Barbashev didn't have a great playoff. So maybe that's Barashev's spot in the fourth line, and maybe somebody like Torpachenko gets that third line spot right. when he's healthy. Valid point. Valid point. So uh, Todd Pitlick, he splits uh, seasons with the Calgary Flames and Montreal Canadiens last year, five points, six penalty minutes in about 40 games. Played in eight seasons with the Edmonton Oilers, Dallas Stars, Philadelphia Flyers, Arizona Coyotes, Calgary Flames, and Montreal Canadiens. So bounced around a smidgen. So, originally drafted by Edmonton, 31st overall, pretty darn high in the 2010 draft. So, you never know. But, like you said, if it's a guy or he's your, even your extra guy and you get right. a guy for a league minimum, you roll with it because that's just good I agree. cap. So, um, let's see. We had the Blues did the whole thing at the Cardinals game the other night. Yes. So, it was very fun to see that. And the Blues and the Cardinals came back and uh, Pools did a home run and they had the uh, whole uh, – Immaculate inning. Did you see that too? I did. It's kind of crazy. So uh, everybody's very excited about the out rule stuff. That's two right. away. Two away now. As of right now, it's six forty-five on the eighteenth. Yep. So, but let's see. We roll through that. Like talked about. Um, oh, we We're talked fine. about. Let's see. What am I looking at here? I had it right in my head. This is what we call. I'm not going to edit this out. I don't care. Ah, the, all the Blues game is going to be on TV. So yeah, last lots. thing I want to bring. Lots I want to bring up. So nationally. Remember back in the day when the Blues were just kind of getting out of the 
we we really suck ass phase. <laughs> yes, I do. And then we get into like the like we're like oh we got the young guys we're like young and exciting puts put us on TV and they still wouldn't put us on TV unless right. it's against. Detroit Chicago. or Chicago, and like you know, Chicago would have like twenty games. On we NBC. were basically it wasn't us that were on TV. We were the opponent. Yeah, it was just Chicago was there, and we were just the. the they had to play had somebody. They had to play somebody basically, and uh, but now it's we are tied for the second most yeah. games nationally televised with fourteen uh, across many platforms. Which I know a lot of people get a little uh, you know uh, upset by this. Shut up. Um, I look at it this way. They more exposure. Out, a, like you said, more exposure. B, as a promo person, more exposure is is that a good thing or a bad thing, Chris? It's a very good thing. Okay, so um, more exposure and a wider net. So you're going on TNT, ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus, and Hulu, and they'll be against Colorado, Minnesota. Minnesota, believe it or not, has the most. It, it doesn't surprise me, and I think part of that has to do with because they are Minnesota, and Minnesotans will tune in, and they're going to get ratings for those games. Yep. And they're not a terrible team. Oh. Like, we just happen to have and their we, number. And we had a really yeah, – that's the thing is I think a lot of people said last year, if Minnesota played anybody else in the West, Minnesota might have been able to get out of the first round. I agree. Even, they said even Colorado people were saying, and I was like, Colorado was pretty much a buzzsaw, and the Blues – Damn near took them out. Yeah. If, and if Mind you, minus Krug and um, minus their top goalie. So minus we had those two guys, I think it would have been – and they, I say, hey, you guys can have Samuel Gerrard back too. We've talked about this at length. And I think it would have been a seven-game series. And honestly, to me, it was a coin flip for game seven. Yeah, I agree. And I say that just not being a homer. I'm saying that if Colorado won that game seven, I would have been like, yep, it happens. If you look at that, that entire series, that was – and everyone talks about, you know, oh, Colorado dominant, Colorado's dominant. If you want to call it that, Sure. But I think at the end of the day, the Blues took every punch that Colorado could throw and just kept moving forward. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it, the West, especially the Central, is very interesting this year. We'll get into this on our preview. But yep. teams got worse, in my A opinion. A lot. No team. I say Nashville is one of the very few where I can say they got better defensively, but they already had pretty good defense as it was. Agreed. Um, a lot of teams are, to me – they didn't get anybody that was much better, but they more lost guys. I agree with you. Um, I think the reason that the Blues didn't – we'll get into that more. This is my last little thing before we get into our wrap-up phase. Is the Blues didn't upgrade because I think of what we just talked about in the Colorado series. They were that close. Yeah. If they got by that thing, I think maybe Armstrong is convinced that, oh, we would have beaten uh, Edmonton, which I 100% Oh, I 100% agree. think they would have beaten Edmonton. Yeah. Edmonton really hasn't upgraded. Oh, they got the goal. They got Kemper now. So I'm oh, not kidding. They have a uh, not Kemper. Uh, who'd they get? Hold on. This is one of those where if you hadn't told me, I could have told you in two seconds. But now that you put me on the spot, Jack Campbell. Thank you. Uh, Thank Kemper you, went out to Washington. So I was, it was one of the two top ones I can remember. Yeah. So could they be that? Be the solver for them? Maybe. Doubtful. But I look at it this way: if Ryan O'Reilly did what to Nathan McKinnon, what he can do to Connor McDavid or Leon yep. Dreisaitl. And the Blues would have had a chance. But that's near here and over there. So um, we'll start to wrap it up there if there's any other Blues news. So we got, like I said, finally getting hockey back. We'll yeah, back. We'll, it's, right, it's right around the corner. Uh, we're going to work our best. I know Chris, like Chris talked about at the beginning of the show, very busy. Yep. If not, I'm going to work with getting somebody on there. Because I don't you know, so listen to me ramble on over and over about stuff. Maybe you do. I don't know. Send me an email. Uh, Blues Hockey Podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. At Gmail. Yeah. Thanks, friends and family. <laughs> 
But anyway, uh, so yeah, I'll try to work on guests if Chris or believe it or not, the power of technology. Chris can actually do this remote pretty darn. I can. Easily. I'll just carry my. I always have my laptop with me. I'll just carry my headphones as long as you're not super tired or uh, doing the rock star thing. So oh God, I'm too old for that now. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, we'll make sure we, we're going to do our best, darn best to do this a weekly thing. Um, like I said, I know the next week or so with Chris's schedule, and then I'll be honest, my birthday stuff, I'm not one of those people who are like, I'm doing a week-long birthday celebration. It's my birthday. I'm just really doing my thing on that on next Monday and hanging out. I and, get it. Uh, I, I, of course, I got anniversary. Are you going to use your line? you yeah. got to use your line. I know. It's day. my birthday. But it's my birthday. Come on, baby. It's my birthday. Not, on everybody. That's not just, not just my wife anyway. But anyway. That's on the podcast officially recorded now. So anyway, perfect, perfect. She's not going to listen. Yeah, she might. She might. She probably we'll, will. She we'll probably. Will. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to get a Jason. Yes. And I'm going to get a uh, Christian. Nice. Crap. So we'll wrap it up there because we're rambling at this point. So if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at at Hossapalooza. Uh, if you want to hold of us on Facebook or Twitter, uh, look up Blues Hockey Podcast, and it's pretty easy to find us from there. Uh, on top of that, you can go to our website. It's blueshockeypodcast.net or dot com. I'm looking for the little uh, business card for I can make sure I get everything right on our, one of our sponsors. But uh, here it is back here. Thank you very Aha. much. So, so, speaking of that, so you go to our website, you'll find a lot of stuff. Every single podcast that's ever been out there, a little bit about us. Um, I believe we still have a gallery of pictures of um, some of our shirts and stuff like yep. that. So you can go to our that. I really want to update that, but every time I come up with an idea, um, I was afraid to get in the. Um, if you get the C and D, you get the C and D. Yeah, I get the cease and desist order. Make the money while you can. So, Don't worry about it. So Trust yeah, me, I live in a world of C and Ds. Yeah, so who I do that uh, might be working on that. So anyway, uh, you can find that. And lastly, there's a, an updated tab that says sponsors. So you go to that that tab, and you have a trio of sponsors who are all on board for this season. And thank you very much for once again. Uh, sponsoring this show. So first off, our favorite one. Not our favorite. They're all our favorites, but the one that we know the closest, we'll say that much. Yep. Uh, our buddy Will over at Rockstar Tacos mm-hmm. at the Gaslight Lounge. So go over to 4916 Shaw Avenue, uh, Tuesday through Saturday, 5 o'clock to close-ish. Or they lunch on Fridays. And lunch on Fridays. Now, that's the official, like, and also full menu. Not oh, just – yep. Not just the, he was doing the experiment with the taco cart and they were selling out like crazy. So thank you, everyone who supported uh, Will for that. And now they're doing a full menu at lunch from 11 to 1, and then they're open at 5 to about 11 or so. Do close. yourself a favor, follow him on the Instagrams or follow Rockstar Taco on the Instagrams so you can get the heads up on what their almost daily specials are because they do some crazy awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to do the breakfast for dinner yeah, one this week. Good. Good. Damn, that looked good. I'll tell you one that I did do, which was the Salisbury steak taco. See, I'm not Salisbury steak. Oh, so here's the thing with Salisbury steak. And I, I took my mom because it's one of my mom's favorite dishes. Um, it's all about the gravy when it comes to Salisbury steak because otherwise it's just ground beef and mashed potatoes. And anyone yeah. can you know make a hamburger and it's mashed potatoes. Will nailed it on the, on the gravy. It's it was fantastic. I think I ate four tacos. Nice. So go check them out. We talked about uh, that. So next is Lucky Lola's. So once again, thank you for uh, being a sponsor. So check them out. Uh, follow them on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, they kind of do demonstrations here and there. We yep. might be setting something up soon. I got to get a hold of them. Um, 
But once again, you can get the jalapeno sweet heat. And wait, wait. Uh, Will we be rubbing salmon in the demonstrations? Ooh, I can ask. Okay. So, again, of course, the salmon rub, which is Chris's favorite. So, uh, check those out. You can get them at numerous places now. You can get them at Kenrick's. I believe Schnooks has some yep. now. Fresh Time. Fresh Time has them. So, a lot of places have this stuff, and they're, they're working on They had a problem, but they should be out in stores very soon as the uh, meat sticks. Like jerky sticks, whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So with ghost pepper and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. fantastic. Get in my mouth. So last but not least, our newest sponsor and wrap the street from my house makes it even better. Altered State Comics. Don't eat those. Correct. Six seven one Big Bend Road in Manchester. Uh, you know, check them in the far corner of the plaza. If you're in the, there's like a quick trip across the street. Yep. So that's a kind of an indicator. Go check them out for all your comic needs this coming year. So you need anything, you can start a pull list. I was just going to ask, can you have a pull list? Yes, you can have a pull list of anything that's coming up. Um, they'll do it. They have, if you like Funkos, their wall of Funkos, they have new ones, some older ones. Nice. You have Star Wars, anything you want. Uh, some Simpsons were up there even. Um, I have the start of the Black Series, uh, you know, the more detailed Star Wars yep. ones. They have a ton of that stuff and just a ton of great stuff there it's a good time to go in there and just look around yeah grab bag of just random comics you can get which is fun just to discover new series go check all those out at ultra state comics today so that will wrap it up for us today i think we're gonna um you know let's wait we're at dinner so get some dessert something october 19th jersey reveal that's the uh supposed jersey reveal thank you for reminding me on that one so the reverse retro is the rumored 2.0 yeah so the 18th is like the you know they did a teaser before it's like hey the five-second teaser, like, guess what's coming, guys? Hey. A lot of these have happened already. Yeah, we've seen some of them. Uh, the Sharks have brand-new jerseys. Yep. Uh, not just their reverse retro, but that um, we've had a lot of rumors of different ones. Carolina Hurricanes brought their original jersey back, uh, which is interesting. And a lot of different ones. that We talked the Islanders have been heavily, heavily rumored to do, like, an orange version of, of, the, fisherman. Like, of the fisherman, which I'm interested to see how that looks because – that's my. That's like your guilty pleasure, like dude. Jersey. That is one that when it came out, I was like, that is ugly as sin. And then all of a sudden, ten years later, I was like, I want that. Yeah, because there's a lot of leaks of the uh, logo showing up. Yeah, or the or- the logo is like more orange, right? And then the jersey will be a different color. But so they have that coming out because a lot of just like shirts and hats that have been leaked with that out there. So that's more likely coming out because I remember apparently Lou Lamorello is not a fan of that. And that's why it got shot down a couple of times in the past. Interesting. So uh, hopefully he does be a smart man and just bring that back because that would make a lot of money for them. Because yes. people love that. It's weird because people, like you said, people that came out, you're like, a lot of people thought that was dumb. I have always loved that jersey for some reason, and it's uh-huh. it's weird. But Dude, I, here's the thing is that it, there's an old phrase when it comes to anything, be it music, fashion, whatever. Give anything enough time to, and it'll come back around and be popular again. And you're seeing that right now the 80s and 90s are having a resurgence. And there's not much in this world more 90s in the NHL than that logo. Yep. It was so maligned back in the day. And then everyone was like, I want it. It's two, it was only on for two, two years. I looked yep. that up there. It was 93 to 95. If you look back at the, at the retros from two years ago, the Ducks brought back their 90s third jersey. Which was great. Which was awesome. I bought it because I missed out on it the first time. Uh, the, the Stars did the same thing. Um, the ones that didn't are the Bruins didn't bring back the Smiling Bear. Which is, which is The Kings fun. didn't bring back Burger King. Um, they should. They should. You could buy that jersey now. It's one of the few Gretzky jerseys I don't have, but I'm not paying $400 for it. Correct. Screw you, Mitchell and Ness. Yeah. Um, but, I, dude, 
I don't know what the Blues do because we've already gone down the clown jersey route. So my gut tells me, even though I know that um, he hates it, maybe it's a version of the circle crest with the arch. Yeah. We talked about the one, which is the hard jersey to find. The one actually says It says blues. blues. They only wore that for two years. Yeah, so that's part of I me. I would like, love that. That would make sense. To me, that would be the do you more, think, fun, more fun one to do. Do you think they bring back the jersey that was never put into production? Oh, the ridiculously, uh, the one that you can The circus jersey? Down? Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, it's so crazy that, like, you say no. But at the same time, like, why not? You see them all through the arena now. Because you can get them on eBay. You can go on eBay right now and buy that Yeah, there's jersey. a couple companies that, like, seen the design and have made the, yep. like, the, just, there's so many pictures out there of it that people are able to replicate. There's that. even companies that are making a white version of it, like a, a, a way version of it. Which is weird. Which um, is funny. But, in yeah, but you've, we've seen it a couple of times. I have one. You have one? I, I remember where I saw somebody with, like, an Adam Creighton jersey. Yeah, mine's a hall. Of it, which is insane, Adam Creighton jersey. But that's right. neither here nor there. Um yeah, I my generic prediction of that was, I thought like oh, it's gonna be like a, a version of something that's already there, but like a color that's not normal. So like I thought the crest, the the one the crest, with the crest one? yeah, and then the white version of that was like my one guess, or something with the, with the blue, like it says blues on there, and they just do kind of like right. put that logo on something else else. Yeah, um, I hope I, they I, don't I, go. I hope they don't do another version of. The winter class. The originals. Yeah, like I don't need a yellow version of that or like we've had every shade of blue in that and white and now tan. Like leave that era jersey alone. Go to something else. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what they do. So uh, that will be revealed right before the season, right after the season starts. So the Blues yeah. open officially October 15th, uh, which would be great. Uh, Saturday night game against Columbus uh, at home. That's fun. Uh, catch – me and Chris down there for I'll be down there maybe for a couple of games. We'll see. Chris yep. Chris got a uh, smaller amount of games this year, which is smaller amount of games, better seats. Definitely because we talked about this before we wrap up. Once again, we're rambling, but once I'm retired, I think that's when you go like full season or half season because you're get down there a lot. I got a half you. season. It's a lot of hockey, especially the way yours worked last year. Unfortunately, just the way it worked, you'd have like a week and a half of like. Every other day games or yeah. every like and then game, nothing for a month and then nothing for a month and you're like oh then you like really want to go back and then you go back for a couple and you're like I'm good yeah you know the there's, guy, g- there's games where we were where you're like you want to go to the game tonight I'm like sure yeah. I guess and it's just one of the things where it's like we have fun when we go but yeah, at the same time sure. but it's like it was like I think at the time it was like our third game in like ten days yeah my wife was like hey you gonna stay home right it's I like, get it oh I get it oh I, I was mean, just look. like I was just like. It's like, oh, it's going down to the game. You don't get to go that many during the year, so you might as well go. And she's like, yeah, the but it's but it's Thursday. Yeah, but it's like the hurricane. <laughs> or it was like, yeah. yeah, it's like, hey, I was going to say, well, you know, I almost said Atlanta Thrashers, which has been hilarious to see that. I but. mean, but, you know, we, we did the half season last year because we had the money left over from the COVID-shortened season. And the our buddy that I split tickets with, we were both like, this is a lot of hockey. Mm-hmm. It's a, like, I think 13 games is the sweet spot. Yeah, and it's like a solid amount of games. Um, all during the week, too, which yep, is interesting. So, like the, so um, I got seats for the fam, and we're going. So you definitely see me down there um, in February for the uh, bobblehead giveaway. Yep. That's, I got tickets because the kid wants to go for that. So we got tickets, and I got a parking Who's the bobblehead this year? It's a mystery one. So uh-huh. you have Justin Falk, 
Robert Thomas and someone else I can't remember off the top of my head. Maybe Ryan O'Reilly, but okay. There's one of these three you basically get in the thing. Got so it. Or Colton Pareko, I think was the other one. So or Molina. That'd be interesting. So we'll see. So right now, uh, yeah. So we'll leave it there. So cool. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. So we will uh, be coming to you home hopefully almost every week. We'll have some previews coming up, and mm-hmm. hopefully, like I've said, I always try to get guests. Listen, it's one of the hardest things to do. As Chris couldn't tell you, and trying to promote oh, sure. stuff when people are like in and then out. Or like just can't get your schedules to match up. It is yep. tough. So I'm doing my best. We'll see. Thanks once again for listening. Uh, go ahead out there and uh, subscribe. Uh, leave a review. Uh, let me know if you're a friend or family because that's just what people do apparently. It's apparently true. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you guys later. See ya.